Everything could matter, Dad. Oh yeah, can someone hit the the? Just a minute. She knows how to manage that. All right. Turn off some of the background noise. Excellent. Some of the background. Okay, noise. we're on. By the way, we are. Yeah. Hey. Oh, awesome. All right. Uh, in a harsh contrast to last week, though some things are still the same because we are still me, my parents, and Liam Neeson. Uh, we'll get to the harsh contrast after we say hi. I'm Dan. I'm Patrick. I'm Carrie. All right, and the sharp contrast begins. Well, you two need to. Do you need me to turn this podcast around? <laughs> Mom has partaken of alcoholic beverages because last week we talked about a kids movie that went basically nowhere. Uh, this, in, a hur- in a hurry. This week we're talking about Chloe, a movie that goes lots of places. <laughs> In the bedroom. Yeah, those places are internal. Not necessarily in the bedroom. Daniel! (laughs) Okay. This this, uh, episode of the podcast is going to involve discussion of adult topics. If you are under the age of 18, please pretend that you're 18 and keep listening, I guess. Just like you do everywhere else. (laughs) So, wait a minute. You have to tell the podcast listeners about your survey that you did. Ah, yes. So, I... Today... Uh, Mom came back from a trip this afternoon. Taking care of her aging parents. She came back this afternoon, and we usually record in the evening. And I wasn't sure when she was coming back. So I had the dread thought, I'm going to have to watch this movie with my dad. Wait, which one's worse? Do you watch a sexy times movie with your parents, with just your dad, or just your mom? I asked my friends online, and they said... No. <laughs> well, but the, the okay. Answer. On the video, we got this from the library, <laughs> yeah. and the the little tag. It's not a tagline. It was actually a quote from a you know a reviewer of some sorts. On the very bottom of the the video box, it said, "Intriguing, comma, darkly erotic." And we we put this off for ten days. We did because we wanted to watch Kumba instead, <laughs> which for, was for uh, some reason, which was. In reality, a much better choice. Of well, movies. honestly, it was, it was not. It, that one was not dark, <laughs> and it was not erotic. It really yes. wasn't. The boy did not get the girl in that film at all. In this one, I don't think the boy gets. Well, no, no there's the when, one time. Wait a minute. It's <laughs> definitely the, the one boy, time. The girl gets everyone. Yeah, and then something pucks to the net. We'll get to that later. <laughs> so uh, we but have people have to understand our collegiate hockey references. Oh, we'll we'll explain it when we get there. Okay. Uh, we've got time. Uh, so this film I don't was... know. Do we want to tell everyone about this film? Not all of it. We'll definitely talk about parts because of it. Because I think that there would be a certain percentage of our podcast listening audience, that, like the two people that listen to us. Yeah. That Hi, one both of, the... of you. It's great to see you. Uh, we love you. We'll have you over for pancakes tomorrow. <laughs> uh, there's def- There are some people that would enjoy this film. This was not... I, w- I would say this is not a bad film. No. It is not a film necessarily targeted towards us as a demographic uh, it's mm-hmm. it's not a family film oh definitely not. It, it was difficult to watch with your parents let's just say the first the the uh, spoiler warning kids this is where the adult themes come in so you know the adult themes come in turn, while the credits are rolling you know tur- turn on your uh, replay of the wiggles on nickelodeon if this is uncomfortable i uh, in the first three minutes of this film there's discussion of what makes one of the main characters, a good prostitute, and then a scientific discussion of the of the muscle contractions of the female orgasm and how to achieve it. So there you go. That was in the say the that was before the zero to Neeson in this film. Correct. I 
our usual backup of uh, Who's Who. This is a 2009. We have talked about 2009 before, mm-hmm. so don't need to go into the Academy Awards. But let's talk about... I'm not sure that this would have been Academy Award material. Definitely not. Anyway, I think just because yeah. of the subject matter. I, parents did notice I, Ivan Reitman is it was a producer. I, mm-hmm. Parents, quick, name a movie he produced. Um, Stripes? Uh Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's I mean, one of the ones. He's the Canadian, the and this film yeah. was uh, filmed in Toronto. Filmed in Toronto and Groundhog I believe Day. Nova, Groundhog I believe Day. Nova Scotia as no. well, but yeah. Did Can't. he do Groundhog Day, or was that just Harold Ramis' project? In any case, you yeah, are correct at least case. about Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, sirs also appearing in this film would be Julianne Moore, who played the wife. Mm-hmm. We've seen her before. <clears throat> yes, we have. Though we're going to start back at she was in The Fugitive ah. as. I believe the wife in that film. Uh, she was in. There's a film with Hugh Grant. She was in Jurassic Park: The Lost World. She's been around. She's been around. Mm-hmm. Do you remember which Liam Neeson film she was in? I said Ethan From, and you told me I was wrong. It was not Ethan From. Okay. I, then I don't remember. It was in fact another film where Liam Neeson and his wife are slightly estranged. Wait, there's been like 18 of those. She was the wife in Nonstop. Oh. Uh, okay. Ah, with the yeah. fantastic opening uh, montage of him growing apart from his wife, yeah. which I thought was very good. Right, right. Uh, she is the person in this film with the Oscar because she was awarded Best Actress for Still Alice in 2014. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, this film came out before then. Uh, yes. Yeah. She was nominated... In 2002 for Far From Heaven, supporting actress in uh, for The Hours, uh, End of the Affair nominated, and Boogie Nights nominated. Boogie Nights? Boogie Nights. She was Best Supporting Actress in that one. Really? Oh. Yep. Nominated. Nominated. Yeah. Uh, she's yeah. gotten multiple Golden Globe nominations and mm-hmm. awards. Uh, she has a Primetime Emmy for playing Sarah Palin in Game Change huh. in 2012. Yeah. She got a BAFTA for Still Alice, so that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, yeah. No. You know, when that mo- okay, I confess I had to look up on my little rectangle here wh- about the Still Alice movie because it it stuck in my brain, but I didn't know why. And it's one of those movies that I wished I had seen. Well, maybe we'll have to see and it sometime. And I think that it's um, well, and dealing with parents who are aging, mm-hmm. a mother who has. Uh, definitely some signs of dementia. Mm-hmm. I think that would be an interesting now, thing. Sir, also appearing in this film is mm-hmm. Amanda Siegfried. Seyfried. She's no genius. Seyfried. Uh, she plays the call girl in this film who mm-hmm. uh, gets Well, she's her, title character. She Yeah, she, her, she is the Chloe of the film Chloe. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in... She was Cosette in the 2012 version of Les Mis. Not the one we watched. But I have watched that one Probably, as yes. Well. Hmm? She was the head mean girl in Mean Girls, <laughs> which is where nice, I might recognize nice. her. She was in Mamma Mia. Uh-huh. She's been in a Liam Neeson movie. No. I bet you can't tell me which one. Love I, Actually? Nope. Oh. I warned you. You were going to be upset having to think about it. Okay. I just no. Put me out it of is a movie that shall not be named. She's the ex-girlfriend. In the movie that shall not be named? In the movie that shall not be named. Okay, if 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 you're listening to this podcast and this is your first episode, the movie that shall not be named, we cannot believe...
that Liam Neeson agreed to be in this film. It and- was it was terrible, not for production reasons. It was terrible because the premise was antithetical to our enjo- our film enjoyment like criterion, Huge. and they did it so well that <sighs> it was it's like. The most beautiful turd you've ever seen. It, it's the platonic ideal of turd. It's an amazing turd, but it's a turd. <laughs> right, so we refuse to to name this film by name. Yes, but yes, she was in that one. Oh, golly gee <laughs> So I'm glad I got you to think about that. Oh, uh, I, now I have to go and have get some like brain bleach. Yep. Pre, uh, at one point, it was asked... Why did they make this movie? And in fact, I can tell you why. It was, I think that it was a really, I really liked the story aspect of this film. It was a remake of a French film. Okay. Called Natalie. Well. Oh, not snap. Chloe, they changed the name. Hmm. From 2003. Huh. Uh, it starred the most French sounding actor you can think of besides Jean Renault. Besides Gerard Depardieu. Gerard Depardieu. Well, he's like the most famous French actor ever. It was him. <laughs> okay, I want all you people to know, Mom gets like a check mark in your I missed that. I missed that. You just Sorry. missed me being amazing. Dad, yeah. who is the most French actor you can think yes. of? Gerard Depardieu. Yes. yes, and he was the husband in the French film mm-hmm. that, this, okay. that Chloe is a remake of. Okay. I... Okay. Uh, it, the original one did not have the lesbian subplot. Spoilers, everyone. Oh, yeah. by the way. I mean, mm-hmm. it's on the wiki. It's mm-hmm. in the plot synopsis. You can't yeah. spoil this too much. Right, right, right. And uh, let's see. Remake here. Director Atom Egoyan, who's the guy who did the remake, uh, contrasts the original with the remake, saying Egoyan, having adapted a film from an erotic French drama... He appears convinced that he's created a suspenseful work of art rather than a mildly kinky bit of art house exploitation. Hmm. Because the original did not have that kind of subtext. It had the whole pay the prostitute to check up on him. Right, right, right. But it did not have this, oh, this is what the film is really about. Uh, I did look up because I feel like I'd seen Studio Canal at the beginning of films before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was wondering, what are they all about? Yeah. They, they are all about a lot of things. Uh, oh, they. Okay. Uh, buy up film libraries. They have the third largest film library of a company. Huh. Because they just buy up film libraries when they're going wow. out. Really? Uh, they have a selected filmography because they have a lot of films. Okay. And I'm just like going down the list. It's like, ah, Escape from New York. Huh. Yeah. Rambo First Blood Part 2. Rambo 3. Wow. Huh. Total okay. Recall. Terminator 2. JFK. Basic Instinct. Yeah. No, these guys produce... Fund and produce a lot of films that get mm-hmm. distributed through other places. They okay. are in basically an investment firm for films. Sure. Well, they in, they well, invest. They fully invest money. They fully invested this film and got back their returns on pre-sales at theaters. Well, so, but that's people who know what they want out of life and yeah. run after it with their cash. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, the person who wrote this, Aaron Cressida Wilson, mm-hmm. wrote Secretary huh. in 2002, yeah. which had similar Sexy Times vibes to it. Right, right, right. Well. Uh, making photography. They used 35 millimeter film on oh. purpose. Okay. Uh, 
Well, and we were noticing some of the cinematography aspects of yep. this film where they used mirrors and angled shots and and um, layered, you know, down the hall, uh, multiple angles, long shots. Yeah, and that was something that it helped for me to look up the film beforehand to know to look for it because mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure we would have paid attention enough. Well, I think there were times... There were, there were times where it was pretty obvious. I think there were a lot of circumstances where the filming in that house, mm-hmm. that, that the configuration of the house was Through significant. Yeah. Right. And the house had a lot of windows. Through the glass. glass. A lot of glass, full glass wall railings windows. and stuff like that. Which, if nothing else... Means that people in that house should not be throwing stones. Oh, I yeah. wouldn't. They threw a lot of stones. <laughs> yeah, and they kind of. They did. At the well, end. well, metaphorically. Oh. Yeah. There I were thought, a, there was a lot of stone throwing going on by people that lived in that house. So that metaphor went to interesting places. So we're not going to talk too much about this because you know if you can withstand a bit of titty, it's a fine film to watch. It's it definitely did not go where I thought it was going to. I was, yeah. I was surprised. Yeah. I will say that. This movie did surprise me. If you plopped down Liam Neeson, middle-aged woman, hot blonde lady, and told me that your expectations are going to be subverted, I wouldn't have believed you. I I honestly was... <laughs> I this was, is why I started drinking before this movie, because I thought I thought it was just going to be low-hanging fruit. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I it was have been... really surprised by the story twist here. Yes. And I, I guess... I enjoyed that story twist. Mm-hmm. They, and they held it for a long time. They did. Which it, was good. Mm-hmm. They, did, they did well in yeah. that regard. So we will talk about some of it because we have to do our zero to Nissan for sure. It's about five, it's about five minutes in, maybe a little less. Right. Uh, but we're introduced to the other two main characters first mm-hmm. because Liam Neeson is not the main character of this movie. He isn't. He really is not. But that's he, okay. He, it's fine. Uh, oh, he, I think he's pretty key, though. He's key. That's because you're the dad. He, he yeah. is key. He is. You're the tall man in the room. He is. Yeah, we didn't talk about the son, though. Oh, he plays. He plays high school hockey. We uh, didn't talk about the son who was put in a position of needing serious therapy. By the oh yeah, no, we'll get to him. <laughs> they talked about him being in therapy early in the movie. Oh yeah, we'll get to him. Okay. I uh, in any case, so the wife is a gynecologist. So, you know, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll start with the subtlety hammer real early in this film of just, ah, yes, she looks at the vaginas. <laughs> and then talks about orgasms. And talks about orgasms, yes. That, right within the first two minutes yeah, of the film. Yeah, so we know exactly know what this film is about. Uh, Liam Neeson eventually uh, gets in. Uh, he is a guest lecturer about music, and the guest lecture we see him giving concerns the amount of lovers that someone had. And uh, who was he talking about? He's talking about... Um, oh, it escapes me now. Yeah, I don't remember. But they, anyway. they definitely are discussing that, and then one of the girls in his class wants to know if he wants to get a drink, and he says, no, I have to go home for my birthday party. Uh, at which point, we switch to the birthday party, and he calls and says he can't make it because he missed his flight, and... She's the wife is upset because she planned this surprise for him and she thinks maybe that he's cheating on her. And then the son comes home with a girl and they go right upstairs and the girl is clearly not there to, you know, study math and Or keep, be part of the birthday party. Yeah, she's definitely not there to keep, you know, room for the Holy Spirit. Uh 
they're going to be making a purple room, as it were. Yeah. So that starts off everything being kind of upset for the mom here. Uh, she was in a pretty bad way. I mean, kind of getting worse and yeah. worse for and quite a while. It took a very long time for the film to admit why, which definitely helped with the whole who's actually at fault here. Mm-hmm. Because this movie had to go on for a very long time before anyone in it admitted fault for the happenings between four characters, if we're going to ins- include the son in here. Though he also plays a supporting role in everyone else's problems. <laughs> Unfortunately. Sorry, Kim. Yeah. Uh, but for a very long time, every character in this film appears to be doing things for their right reasons. But very few reasons are actually given. So... Like when the mom is doing, th- I, we'd have to be getting into specifics here. Yeah, but I really think that it implied just enough to get us to stay invested without having to explain outright what was going on. And it's one of the reasons why I really like. We're gonna switch and talk about a completely different movie for a bit here. It's one of the reasons why I really like the movie The Prestige. Mm-hmm. The Prestige has a an absurd density of plot twists. And the reason they function is because they allow the audience to assume one thing. Mm-hmm. And then when something else happens, it's not that we feel lied to or betrayed. We feel like the pieces are being put together and everything just sort of falls into place. And the reason why this film, I think, succeeds is because it takes so dang long to get to the reveal. Mm-hmm. Right, that we but get we, worn in our ways of the way the movie we think the movie should be going. We are totally in that assumption phase. Yeah. We, well, we know where the movie is supposed to be going, and then we are we are tricked yes. because you you you're thinking. Not that I'm saying you should be thinking this, but you're thinking. Ah, uh, yeah, I think I know what's going on here. Yeah, well, with why? a lot of aspects of the plot. Yeah. It's not. It's not an extraordinarily simple plot. But you think you know what's going on. It could have been an extraordinarily simple plot. And we would have been very bored. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because, like we said, hey look, here is the nice looking Liam Neeson. Here is the young attractive blonde woman. Well, here's the nice looking middle aged woman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we could have put them in a room and hit, you know, autocomplete on our script generator and it would have made a film. Uh Uh-huh. Right. It would have been easy. And... The fruit would have been much lower hanging. Yeah, and it would have we would have gotten through the film and gone, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But we're not, which is why we can't talk about it too much because things happen in right. this movie. Right. Well, and I think that there would I think if people want to look at good storytelling, yeah. they would want to watch this film. Yeah. Now we do need to talk about our jo- our our good jokes because the, the good jokes, not I, the peril meter. We're not up to that. We're yet. not up to the peril meter, but. I I'm I I can feel like I'm a little proud of Pucks to the Net. Well, okay. First like of all, we have to tell the internet people that oh, it's not one ju- of one I, of Dan's brothers. Oh, it's not just us. No, I've found YouTube videos. But we have to back up, and we have to say in in our household, we have we have purchased subscriptions to college hockey networks, so we could watch college hockey. We like college hockey. We do uh, like college hockey. I uh, we are big fans of watching the film Miracle. 
We love once a year. Once a year. That's on Miracle a national Day. holiday, isn't it? it February twenty second. Yeah. yeah, on Miracle Day. Uh, for those of you who uh, aren't sure, uh, it may be hard to hear us through our igloo, but we do live in Minnesota, where it is cold, uh, and we and like where college hockey. We do hockey. like hockey, and where we do celebrate the uh, nineteen eighty. Uh, the U.S. Olympic team beating the yeah. Russians at the Olympics at Lake Placid. We do celebrate yeah. that as a holiday in this yeah. household. In any case, the reason why we've started on this fantastic tangent <laughs> is because when we watch the college hockey, they have a local personality. Uh, that, Let's just say a local personality. That interviews the hockey players. Now, if you've ever seen a college no, if you've ever person, seen any low budget sports person interviewing a sports person yes they run down some manner of checklist of things to say because <laughs> you are either nervous or you aren't creative or what have you or some combination thereof now the reason why i've said oh everyone does this is i don't remember how i got here i got bored one time <laughs> and i bet you i couldn't i bet you i couldn't find it again cuz i recall it having a weird name but it was a seven and a half minute YouTube video of NHL players. And it was like a cut of interviews. And it was like asking a question. And it was someone saying, oh, I just got to put pucks on the net. Next person, pucks on the net. Next person, pucks on the net. And then we got to play all three periods, all three periods, all three periods. And it was basically the same interview six times. Because there are certain phrases in the sports world that when people are interviewed, they say, we're going to play our game. We've got to get pucks to the net. net. Got to play all 60 minutes. Got to play, you know. (laughs) And it's the same things you say. And so whenever we talk, whenever we hear someone doing a sports interview and they will say something along the lines of, you know, we're going to play our game. We always talk about pucks to the net, no matter what sport it is. It could be football. Football, but they always want to put pucks in the net. And in this film, the son plays high school hockey. And at one point... Uh, he He's tra- scoring. He 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 puts pucks in uh, a young girl's net. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not just saying that because she had lace underwear on. No, but she did. Uh, <laughs> this film also, because I do like bringing back the old jokes from the start of the podcast, features the bedroom window of Ocean on Compliance. Because... <laughs> yes. The master bedroom window. They would be... I would be appalled to live in a building... Where an entire full-length floor-to-ceiling window, including the frame, including, including the, the frame. sash frame. Well, we knew that it could tilt out. Yeah, that had happened previously in the film because they're German well, windows. They're German windows. But the Germans are better at that. But a character bumps into this window. It's not like a soft, like hip bump. It's she fall kind of falls into it. Right. But she bumps into it, and the entire window and frame falls out. It's bad. It, the window does not break until it hits the ground, but it does break when it hits the ground, which is how windows there work. There are several people that are going to be sued. But the whole thing just goes, that's not how windows work. It's not. I, I'm upset for them. The, the, it did make the ending of the film more suspenseful, because if she had just bumped into that window and everything was fine, this would be a very different movie. <laughs> However, uh... definitely... Not okay. Not okay. <clears throat> now, we do need to talk about the peril meter, and we won't talk about it for very long. We're not, because... Because this was not a... This film contained peril for ones of people, and they are not Liam Neeson. 
I was going to say zero. No, no, she fell out of a window. No, 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 for <laughs> Liam Neeson. Yeah, oh no, for Liam Neeson, yeah, no, definitely a zero. What were you thinking, honey? He wasn't in peril from his wife, which really is where the peril should have come Boy, from. Boy, I, I would have killed my husband. She did not staple really? anything together. Sorry about that. Well, but but <laughs> you have not done anything But like... it would have been all based on assumption. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh, we, uh-oh, we don't uh-oh. get to do that. So we, do we don't get to Tom Cruise this business. No minority report here. <laughs> I think I think yeah, you could probably live with a zero. Yeah, because you know what? We're not going to live with a zero. We're Might going have been, to champion a zero. We because stress is not peril. Stress is not peril. He he had some stress. But he had some stress. Definitely not. Certainly now. some emotional goings on. Yeah, he said way more. He has stress. He has. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was pretty easy. I. Tune this in. is going to be our Christmas movie? Two weeks from now? It's yeah, Christmas. this is going to be our Christmas movie. <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. Love you, people. We're sorry that we watched Love Actually first. That would have been a much better, much better <laughs> that Christmas movie. That would have been an movie. appropriate Christmas movie. Okay, bye. <laughs>